This episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is brought to you by Sam Simmons. Sam is doing a return of his show, Not a People Person, in Melbourne and Perth. And the Barry and Edinburgh Comedy Award winner wants you to go and check it out. He's playing Friday the 17th and Saturday the 18th of June at the Athenaeum Theatre in Melbourne. And then the following weekend, Saturday the 25th of June at the Regal Theatre in Perth. A Sam Simmons show is an experience that you will never forget. We both recommend that you go and check him out. Tickets are available now through Ticket tech melbourne so many of you have bought tickets to the live 300th episode of the little dum dum club that we have moved venues man this is it if you've if you've got a ticket already sorry we are no longer at the european beer cafe and your ticket uh, is now null and void you have to buy a new one <laughs> <laughs> no not true uh, you can still use it we are so we are still saturday night june the 25th we have moved to a massive venue because you guys have sold uh, sold out we've sold out the european beer cafe we need a much 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 bigger venue so we are now at the Croxton Hotel. The Croxton Park Hotel. Cro- Croxton Park Don't Hotel. Don't just go to Croxton. Yeah. You've got to go to that little park. Yeah. Find so the swings and the slide. Do that. It's in Northcote. It's in Northcote. So uh, you need to get a tram or a, a train out there. It's, it's on the tram line. It's on the train line. It's very close to both of them. So it's not a big deal. It's a little bit out of the city, but it's a massive venue. So uh, we can finally fit all you idiots in. Yeah. Cool pub. There's like a food truck park across the street. Yes. For all you gluttonous fucks that are as disgusting as us. There is actually a, yeah, a super cool uh, place to have dinner over the road from it so yeah. uh right now wheelhouse uh of burgers and tacos and all that sort of yeah. stuff you know yeah. in, in a food truck park so we're now road. we're in a huge band room uh we've got a lot of tickets to sell so guys yeah bring some mates you got time get some friends into the show bring them down and we're gonna it's gonna be a bit of a supersized show are we doing this we're gonna do a little bit of a, yeah. a stand-up show at the start yeah then a bit of a break and then the podcast so it's gonna be a big night um we'll we'll do i mean we'll have the room big cool room to ourselves at the end of the night so we'll do something at the end of the evening as well it is a Massive, uh, massive venue. So it's it's the <coughs> biggest show we've ever done by far. Like we we've already sold so many tickets that uh, yeah. uh, it's 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 our biggest show by far. We've still got a month to go. So yeah. and I've heard from plenty of listeners of the show that uh, when I've said we sold so many tickets, they've still gone. Oh man, we haven't even bought our tickets yet. So yeah. there's still plenty of people. And this is like this has to be it. So we can't move from here. So seriously, if you want to go, just get in right now. Buy a ticket right now. Big occasion, 300th there, so it's going to be a huge party. Like Tommy says, we're going to do a bit of bit of stand-up as well, so it's going to be a super-sized show all of a sudden. We, we figure, you know, there's so many... <laughs> a lot many... of people now going, oh, so we can get there a bit late. That's good. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, the podcast starts first. Yes. And then... The podcast is in 20-minute segments in yes. between the stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so much, uh, very much looking forward to it, Tommy. It's going to be Yeah, and thanks awesome. to everyone who's bought tickets so far. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's yeah, really exciting. Genuinely exciting. Like, all these live shows that we've got coming up, we've we're sort of breaking sales records with all of them. So, um, yeah, like the Sydney one. Yep. So Sydney has the Sunday afternoon Dum Dum Palooza has what sold uh, July the tenth. Yep. Has sold out. That's that's crazy. You guys have filled out the room. It's only been on sale for like a couple of weeks. You've already snapped up all the tickets. So we are now looking at we're going to do a second live podcast on the Saturday afternoon. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully uh, at the time of recording, we haven't uh, fully gotten confirmation of that. But if you keep an eye on the social media in the next twenty four hours or so, uh, we're very close to being able to announce where and when that will be. So yeah. Yeah, two two podcasts in two days, and yeah, man, thank you so much, you guys who've who've gone and uh, yeah bought all those tickets. That's crazy. Good on you, Sydney. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, sold out, sold out the three hour show on the Sunday. So get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, uh, find out where our next movements are with that, and then Canberra, Canberra, 
man, we were thinking about, you know, we've been putting off Canberra. We've mm. been sort of going, uh, is there much of an interest in Canberra? I know we've had a few people yelling at us or whatever, but we are on... <laughs> in general. S- yeah, <laughs> from cars yep. down Riversdale Road. Um, but we have sold heaps of tickets for Canberra as well. It's very exciting. It's like half full at this point with yeah. like two months to go or something. Yeah. Ages away. So it's Sunday, July... No, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday July 30. Yes. We're driving up, leaving. What time do you reckon we leave? Let's work this out now. <laughs> I reckon Bring we're up Google leave. Maps. I reckon we're going to leave at like 10 a.m. in the morning. Leave it about 10? Yeah. Yep. Drive up. We're going to have an eight-hour drive to Stop Canberra. off somewhere for lunch. Get Maps yeah. up right now. Let's work out where to stop for All lunch. Right. We will what do, stop. We go, do we go past the dog on the Tucker box? We can. We can? Yeah. Does that add time to the journey? No. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, it's not that good. It's really small. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. Oh, have you? Let's steal it and bring it to the gear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there'll be no room, Tommy. We'll be sold out. <laughs> we'll have Dilruk in the car. Oh, we will too. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all that stuff, guys. Uh, yeah, it, this is really cool. Like, this is, you know, we're used to putting shows on sale and then getting full in in the last 24 hours. Yeah, look, so This hey, is crazy for us. We're... We're so positive in this ad at the start. It's, yeah. it's a, let's let's never go to Adelaide again. So <laughs> we don't have to have these negative. <laughs> let's go to all these cool happy states. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all those tickets, littledumdumclub.com. Uh, if you go to that website, you'll also find, find all the merch. We're sitting in my house at the moment. There are four boxes of <laughs> merchandise. If you can get some of them out of my house. No, you have actually been buying a heap of them. So um, yeah. it's been... We're, I've only got all those boxes in my house because uh, you guys have sold out all the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, you so. complain, but it's like you've gotten like three reprints in the last month or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. It. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, so that's it, guys. LittleDumDumClub.com for all that information. Enjoy this episode with Lawrence Mooney and Marty Sheargold, and we'll see you out there in the big wide world. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you say something better then. All right. Okay, guys. See, mates. <laughs> oh, he's trumped me. Hey, mates. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and sitting next to me, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, now, the listeners want to know, you last week, for anyone tuning in for the first time this week, you got a fine for being on the phone in your car. Yes. I'm bringing this up at the start of the show because our two guests, I'm sure, fines from the police will have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Well, let's bring them in right now. They can, they can jump into this uh, continuing Oh, really? Okay, let's sure. do it. Okay, first of all, you know him from Dirty Laundry Live and from the Moon Man pilot, which is on ABC iView right now. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Lawrence yeah. Booney. Thank you very much, Tommy. Hello, Carl. Dirty Laundry Live was officially axed <laughs> last week. Officially? Officially, yeah. I like that you... Sort of went out there on social media and said, "Oh, it's it's gone now." I I actually got a, a bit more of a heads up because I had the Dirty Laundry Live Twitter account yeah, on my no. phone, and it just came up like deleted. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got that too, and so I said to the executive producer, and then the uh, head of department. Listen, I've been getting tweets from a lot of people who are Dirty Laundry Live fans saying that the account has been deleted. And they said, yeah, it means nothing. Accounts get deleted all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, And we're a bit disappointed that uh, it's just happened like that. It's like, oh, God. People in this industry don't know how to tell you it's over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The Twitter account closing, that's got to be the last thing you do. So, yeah, I put a call into um, the head of department saying, I am pretty disappointed with the way the ABC went about it. 
it's just shit. You obviously haven't got a policy in place or a process to tell people it's over. Like, show gets axed, call the series producer, call the host. Maybe call the fucking host. <laughs> call the fucking host and tell him it's over. And then he... So not everybody knows except him. And then the host can call Lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> That's the process. 13, 14, 11. <laughs> I reckon I get that number wrong all the time. And if people listen to this and ring Lifeline, they're just like, this number has been disconnected. Yeah. I've, no! <laughs> I've got it on my favourites. I'll just check now. Right? <laughs> uh, also joining us his first time on the show. We've been wanting to make this happen for a while. Very excited to have him in here. You know him also from Dirty Laundry Live and from Nova. Please welcome into Little Dum Dum Club, Marty Sheargold. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pleasure yeah. to be here. People I'm not be sure excited. how it works, but I'm here. How did you take the news? <laughs> well, I heard the news from Moon uh, via text, and then I heard the subsequent sort of follow-up story about what are the actual processes in place for letting people know these kind of things now, happen. Now, did you let Sheargold know before you called up the ABC or after? Um, I'm not too sure. Oh. But I, I was actually going to maybe suggest that some key members of the team, like Brooke Satchwell, yes. Marty Sheargold, and our series producer Peter Lawler, might have been called by him. Maybe one of the writers, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, coming back, though. We're just putting it on ice for a bit to preserve it. Yeah, yeah it's coming back. It's like yeah, Tommy's it's girlfriend. It's just on hi- coming hi- hiatus. Back. Listen, we've moved it into a few different time slots. At least they didn't move it around and do that kind of thing or shelve it. Yeah. Um, we got. I don't know if we've, I've ever told this on the show, but you and I worked as writers on TV Burp many years ago. Yes, 2009 TV, with Ed Cavalier. Yeah. With Ed Cavalier doing a clip show from mm, memory. Yeah. Yep. Called TV Burp. Burp. Mm. Who was that for? Nine. Seven. No, seven. Seven. And they moved it uh, across its eight weeks into four time slots. Yes. Oh. Which is hard like, to build fans. Hard to build fans. <laughs> it's like, where's the show gone? It's over here. Where is it? It's over here. Yeah. It's a game of chasey. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. fans just go. I don't know whether your heart's in this. Yeah, that's but right. You know, where's the, where's, the, where's are... the Twitter account gone for TV? And do you know one, one of the things, uh, and TV executives with their bullshit, uh, one of the explanations I was given is we're taking it off mm. to protect it yeah, because okay. we don't want it to go bad in the ratings and it for to never come back. Oh, so right. Okay. Oh, that was TV Burt, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know what happened? It went bad in the ratings because you moved it four times and yeah. it never came back. Of course. So, yeah. So Come we all on. get pulled in for this meeting where the executive producer is like, yeah, we're protecting it, gives us that whole thing. He walks out of the room. Everyone's in silence a bit like, oh, this is a bummer. And then you just turn around and go, for fuck's sake, just tell us it's dead. <laughs> Good work, mate. <laughs> when the Grim Reaper comes, I'll be going, come on, mate, just throw the bowling ball at Cough me. Cough it up. Yeah. Has there ever been an end of season sort of party for a TV show where they go, well, that's it, guys, because it's always like, oh, no, no, next season. I suppose, season. you know, Seinfeld knew that he was doing his last season. <laughs> But, oh, were you at the party? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, they, they totally knew it was over. What's the um, deal with you guys losing your jobs? Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, traditionally you don't. You never know, do you? You all leave and think, well, it's mm. coming back. Yeah. And then it doesn't. We worked with a guy who'd been sacked off many shows, Brad. He'd worked on um, Channel 7's version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which was called something like The Mastermind or something or, like or, that. Or, or um, not Millionaire Minute. Um, anyway, he was writing on that and uh, went away on holiday and I think the show was continuing whilst he was away and then he came back on the Monday morning and the office was empty and there was just a cleaner <laughs> no. vacuuming <laughs> the office. Oh. So no one had told him and he <laughs> said, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> says, excuse me, mate. Where's... <laughs> Where uh, where's the show? Yeah, the, you know the mastermind. He goes, show's fucked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember he had like a million hard luck stories where, like yeah. years and years ago, he'd read a thing in the paper about some like new new like plastic form of shopping trolley that they were manufacturing overseas, and him and his mate go. This is – and, like, the word was this is going to be, like, a huge revolution. They're going to get rid of all the old shopping trolleys. So him and his mate go, let's import heaps of them and start selling them onto all the local supermarkets. We'll start small. So they get this huge shipment and they pay all this money to get all these shopping trolleys. They, they, give, they sell them to this, like, small little supermarket in a little country town. Within a week, a bunch of kids have stolen some of them set them on fire in a local park and they've all just fucking melted together. Yeah. And so that was a big story. And so then every other supermarket chain goes, nah, no thanks. And so him and his mate are now stuck with like hundreds of them at the back of their house. And then That's there was awful. there was one day he comes in and he reckons that him and his dad when he was a kid were in line at the supermarket and the guy there was someone who like wanted to cut in front of them, was like, oh I've only got one thing and the dad goes, Yeah, all right, go on in. And so this lady goes in front of them you know, puts her stuff through and then all these alarms go off and the cashier's like, you're our millionth customer oh, no. and all these balloons start coming down and like, you want a car. This is like two months into us working with this guy where we're like, I reckon all these stories might have been made up. Yeah. He's, just, he's just a good old-fashioned liar. Yeah. <laughs> But a a bad up, omen. <laughs> yeah. what, but who makes up stories about them being terrible, though? Like, wouldn't you want to make up a story about something good happening yeah. to you? Well, Comedians he just was the ultimate sad sack. About yeah. being terrible yeah. all the time. It's like, you know, the failure is the big thing. So you just... Ex- but that gets a laugh. Failure. That gets a laugh on stage. Who goes into an office and goes, mm. "Here's a story about how pathetic I am." Mm. You'll you'll look at me in a in a horrible way from now but on. He told us all this stuff about himself, didn't you, Lawrence? Then, like a week after we'd started the job, you were driving in and you heard him call up an AM radio show and complain about like some online baking thing, where he was just like going off about some trivial concern, and you then get in there and go. There was a guy on the radio who sounded just like you, being a fucking idiot complaining about this, and he's like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> really good stuff. God, who rings AM radio shows in other news? Oh. Oh. That I, I, I rang in once. I rang, what about? I rang in um, when I said cunt on Dirty Laundry Live, <laughs> yeah. and John Fane was teeing off. Was he? With Debbie Anker on me. Yeah, Debbie Anker's TV reporter. Yeah. Uh, and some woman rang in to say that word it has a direct link, the use of that word, to violence against women. I was like, oh, come on, mm. it's gone too far. So I get on the phone and I rang in and said, can we just calm the hysteria a little bit? I, I use that word. and But it was in the context of a joke, wasn't it? Well, it no, wasn't I was calling Charles Sarchi a cunt because he had choked Nigella Lawson. Yeah, so, it was so it's got actually, context. Yeah, complete context. And it was like... The perfect use of the word in the circumstances. Plus, it was a joke. It was like Charles mm. Archie chokes Nigella Lawson, uh, criticizes her in the press for not sticking up for him, then announces his divorce or separation from her via press release, mm. and he's in advertising. Mm. What a card! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here we go. That's well, the, the joke. Are, it's the a phone joke. lines have lit up, so this is good. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So the folk at seven seven four, you know. I mean, John Fane confects left wing outrage like Ray Hadley confects right wing outrage. Mm. He's just a shock jock. Yes, he's just yes, yeah. He is without the ads. Yeah. What would what would you have to without hear, the Marty, sweet on ads. AM radio that would fire you up enough to <laughs> to call in and let rip? 
not I, look. Nothing fires me up really. It's the people that ring the station that really fire me up. <laughs> yeah, that's because great. It's a constant reminder of how simple the suburbs are. <laughs> yeah, and we should never ever get ahead of ourselves <laughs> and forget about all the people we're dragging through this life. Do you get complaints? Do you ever get complaints? Oh, not that I see. Yeah, sure. Uh, so they insulate you. I'm completely insulated yeah. from complaints, and I'm not on social media, yeah. so I don't see what people think of me. Is that why you're not on social That's media? That's a very uh, good move, you know. Look, it's not really why. I just never got into it because right. I'm 45. Right. You know, the thing, the big just, thing was you just, Facebook. You just saw what, how Moon reacts to all the criticism <laughs> on social media I've, and thought, I've, I better not. I've heard of a few of Moon's um, Twitter stouches, <laughs> and I reckon I'd be a bit that way inclined yeah, too. Yeah. So yeah, get on the front foot. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's best to. It's best. I don't reckon. Well, it's to. time consuming, and then it consumes a lot of your mind. And you're a thinker, Marty. So yeah, you'd be thinking right. about what does that person think, and oh, maybe I was too harsh. Yeah. Or, God, I hope I haven't upset I'm, anyone or I, get fucked. Everybody. I'm exactly the same as you, Moon, but I'm a nobody, so it, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> harm me at all. If anyone says anything to me on Twitter, I'm like, right, go fuck yourself. I go as hard as I can, but it doesn't get in the paper because they'd have to explain who I was first. Yeah, so. you you can't pull down a five star jerk. No headline. Oh, no big news for you since you were last on the program. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What that, is it? So that was Adelaide in February this year, mm-hmm. uh, getting into a Twitter spat with a reviewer. You got unfavorable. Oh, it wasn't that unfavorable. I thought it was. was... I thought it was an unfavorable review. People go, well, it was three stars. You know, relax. But I just didn't think it was a. But wasn't it the process thereby in she was a real estate writer for the publication? That bothered me. What bothered me was that the um, theory was posited. What's the difference between a comedian and a stand-up? And there was no criteria, no discussion. No. No comedian and a funny person. Uh, oh, sorry, comedian and a funny man. Yeah. Just saying comedian setup makes you sound like you're really splitting hairs on this yeah, one. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, and her point so, was, which side did you fall on? So what is it, what's the difference between a comedian and a funny man? So then there was no actual criteria, like I said, no discussion, no questions asked, and just gets to the bottom of this kind of like half-assed review and said, he's just a funny man standing under a light. Oh. And I was fine with that. Yeah. And uh, I, was, <laughs> I actually was. Well, you are a funny man standing hey, under a light. Twitter. And uh, then it was actually. Uh, I perform my show in darkness, so that is just completely <laughs> unreserved. It was Valentine's Day, and I had a lovely meal with Lou and my daughter Maggie. Um, and then I went back to the hotel room and uh, started drinking from the minibar. Yeah, and Lou which... said, I'm going to go to bed now. She goes, What are you doing on your phone? I said, I'm just <laughs> checking out some emails. Sure. The moment her head hit the pillow. Yeah. The top of my head exploded. <laughs> can you remember the one? Was there one thing that set you off? Yeah, yeah, there was. Which bit was it? The um, I was fine with it, mm. and then my publicist in Adelaide sent me a text saying, "Hey, don't worry about that. She's just a real estate writer." Yeah. So that was the detonator. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom, the yeah. side of the hill blows out. But it's the modern and world, isn't it? 70 people. I mean, they've let so many people go that to fill those column inches, they've had to drag her across. Well, I've spoken to people at News Limited. The only art form where they drag people across is for comedy. Right. And, of course, their explanation is, well, there's such a volume of shows at fringe festivals and comedy festivals, we couldn't cover them otherwise. Mm. But nobody is pulled in to cover an election from the motoring magazine. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's a lot of riders on an election campaign. Yeah. But it's like, hey, mate, come in from the motoring. Yeah, get yeah. Richard Werity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he the one that's dead? <laughs> one of Peter Werrett. Peter Werrett. He's Is dead, yeah. Peter's dead. Yeah, yeah. Richard's still going. Rich, I think Richard might be dead too, oh, the Jesus. Werrett brothers. Yeah. So I think you've probably saved yourself a lot of time, Marty, from not dipping your toe into Twitter. No, just, no, I don't get it. Just quickly, that context is that then you, you had a bit of a back and forth with that journo in question and it turned into yes. a bit of a front page article. Well, page five, yeah. uh, the headline was, the sub-headline was, what turned this three-star fringe performer into a five-star jerk. Oh, that nice. That was the headline. They gave me the full page yeah. writing about me and then yeah. play, and had the review on page five. But it's also rerunning the review. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's did wrong. she ever did she ever contact you in No, any... I contacted her day two and I said, Listen, this is there was thousands of tweets. They were yeah. like r- reaming through. Yeah. And so I contacted her uh, and said, Listen, I actually have no animosity towards you whatsoever. What's said on Twitter is showbiz. I have no ill feeling towards you, so I hope you're okay with this. Great. Well and done. Her response to me was I'm actually fine with it, and thank you so much. I just wish my paper and my employer would stop running it, yeah. but it's clearly clickbait, and it went for the week mm. online. Mm. And then, of course, that... it gets picked up by blogs and mm. and then, you know, secondary online news, own. and then it's away. I did and like... it becomes a feminist discussion about how I bully women. Yes, of course, of course. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, ladies. I did like the stitch up on the page five article of you of like the photo that they've chosen to you is you, am I correct in this? You leaving court. court. Yeah. So yeah. You, you look super guilty in it But as also well. they've done a red box <laughs> about crutch level that looks very much like a penis. T- penis, very much like a, t- a, a, a newspaper cock saying mm. the review. Point is the review. So it's me looking sheepish with this red thing hanging out of my pants that yeah. says, The, the Review. review. <laughs> <laughs> but then there was like, you know, very interesting fallout or feedback from people in the industry. Mm. Mick Malloy interviewed me on The Hot Breakfast. Yeah. Uh, the boys got around me a little bit, but he said, he slapped it down on the paper, on the table. He goes, You must be wrapped, mate. Yeah. yeah. And I said, Oh, I don't know. He goes, don't worry, I know you're a little bit rattled right now, but I've had the same thing happen to me in this town. Yes. And the people that weren't going to come and see you or hate you, they were never going to come and see you. But the yeah. people that love you, they're reminded about exactly who you are, so yeah. relax. That Good big call. red dick of yours, yeah. And yeah, your <laughs> tiny red review dick. It was small. It was not right. okay. It was not large. <laughs> no. It was like, look at this tiny dicked five-star the- jerk. And he was like, five-star jerk. You got to do it every year. You got to come over here, do a show, and just lay into a reviewer, <laughs> <laughs> and then put it on your poster. Five star jerk. Five star jerk. Getting back to Dirty Laundry Live. So now that that's gone, because you were very gracious enough, the show and you and whatever, both me and Tommy made appearances on there. I mm-hmm. I worked as a writer on C- so it was three seasons. I worked three as a seasons, two on ABC two and one on ABC one. Yep. Once I went to one, you had to get the big boys in to write. Yep. So that's when I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, got in there and as it was. Great getting Carl in there because he would. Uh, Carl looks like a relatively fit human being, but he would come through that door with his breakfast every morning, a bottle of coke and a pie. Oh, nice! And uh, like unapologetic. No, so, here it is. Hang shit on me, everyone. Got me pie. Yeah. Gonna wash it down with this sweet beverage. Yeah. 
To be fair, and we've talked about this many times before, I had to get in early because there's a pie shop that's at the, near the <laughs> An ABC. Amazing pie that shop. That don't sell pies at lunch. Okay. So it opens at 10 o'clock, so I've got to go in and get a pie. At 10. At Frank's 10. pies. Yeah. Because you go in at lunchtime. They're gone. Okay, can I have a pie? They're all gone. Yeah. Well, why don't you make more? Yeah. yeah. You I go, don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. And they go, oh, we might. Oh, well, I'll put one in the oven. Cool. How long will that be? 40 minutes? Nah. Nah. No, no, thanks. And, nah. and also, pie shop, no microwave. Uh. The. Like the kiln, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll warm yeah. your pie for Wood you. Fire yeah. oven, yeah. But we'll we'll warm it. <laughs> it, it almost Probably. sounds like he doesn't understand pies <laughs> or business. Yeah. No, he understands pies, but he is. You want eat one of my pies? You get in early. Yeah, yeah. I was driving down. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a drug front. It's a I was drug driving front, down Glen Huntley Road the other day. That's a that's a bustling little strip in there. Yeah. How yeah. are you surviving as a business if you're that shit? There's well, a lot going yeah. on. So I reckon he owns the premises and he's playing his own game. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's he's making pies on his own terms. <laughs> but this, here's the thing. He doesn't make it, those pies. This is what I found out. He's got this massive kiln that takes up half the shop. The shop is fucking huge. That kiln takes up half of it. He doesn't make them. So there's, he buys those pies off somewhere, somewhere else. It's right? just a markup. Yeah. It's just ah. a pie markup. Just chuck it in the big kiln and make it look like you're making them yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's like a big... Uh, yeah, wood fired, but it's like you know a proper mm. baking igloo. Mm. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It's forty minutes to heat your pie yeah, up. But he, yeah. Frank, wears a beret. He does too. With, with an insignia on the front. Yeah. What and type looks of like, insignia? It looks like that That's beret's Mastica. been to war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, yeah. I think it's got a bullet hole in it that yeah. may have grazed his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm not. I'm not hurrying or rushing for anyone. No. And he's just so loving as he puts his baked goods into your bag. I can't believe, Carl, you've mentioned this so many times you've never brought up. This guy's wearing a beret in his pie shop. With an no, insignia. That's the first detail I no, would bring up. No, but he does, have a, he does have like a little pin that made me think he's like part of the... Uh, uh, French underground. Uh, <laughs> no. Paratroopers. But that's a good... SAS. <laughs> no. Um, I, I Commandos. Thought he, I thought he was some sort of like... Illuminati or something like that. Oh, yeah. Some weird because I sort of thought, oh, whatever that little badge is, it's it's for something deeper than this, and that's it, this is a front for something because the business itself makes no sense at all. Right. Yeah. We got to yeah. get to the bottom because all it is is just and I, you know I've said this before on the podcast. I made a joke. I made fun. I uh, it became a, a joke to start with, and then became a sickness on my behalf. <laughs> all I would do is every day I would walk in and go, "I'll have a pie, please," and they'll go, "No, there's no pies." I'm like. Cool, no worries. <laughs> and just would walk out, but I, I had to do it every day. Yeah. So then I would go <laughs> in. Great. I, I would do. I would do it every day. So that means that sometimes I would forget, and then I'd have to go and do it. Yeah. And I've already had my lunch, mm. and I'd go in there and go, "Any pies?" And they go, "Yeah, we do have one." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I'll have it." <laughs> and I would just have to get it. But it started as a joke and then became a sickness on my part. That's yeah. literally a description of everyone in stand-up comedy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it started as a so Marty. When are you going to stand up again? Oh yes, you've been. Uh, I'm threatening. You are threatening, threatening a comeback, for a Moon. Because I think if you committed, yeah, no, I do. I just need to do. I need you'd to be, commit to it. You'd the, be great very quickly. There's a lot yeah. of great open mic, unpaid gigs out there playing to 12 people. <laughs> mm. All you need to I do know. is but put you know in the effort. You, you know when you sort of feel like you've done that, uh, and there's nothing wrong with going back and re, uh, you know going through the cycle again, but. There's got to be a. I've got to find a fast track loop in there somewhere, right. to miss the sort of old, you know, the midnight show at La Joke where there would be literally eight people in there. And once you've done that in those sort of legendary rooms, it's hard to then go and be in front of eight people again as yep. a forty-five-year-old fucking guy. It's like, oh, shit. Come do stand up at one of our live gigs. 
<laughs> what if we set that up for you? Yeah. I'll cancel much closer to the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell you what, I thought you were going to cancel this one a few times. I thought you got to be. Yeah. I thought the people were getting cold. So like, where's this happening? <laughs> and they got their own year. It's like, oh, here come the questions. <laughs> no, because when you told me, I thought you said Tommy Little. And then I, know. I was chatting with Tommy at the festival and Tommy goes, I do a podcast. I go, oh, great. I said, oh, I'll happily do it for you, mate. And then I thought that I was doing one with Tommy Little and now then organising to do one with you, yeah. not realising that this is the same one. Yeah. So I sent Tommy a text about three or four days ago going, mate, I think I've overcommitted here. I, I might push our one, thinking it's just <laughs> yeah. for me and Tommy, to later in the year. Go, can we shoot for September? And then <laughs> later in the year. And then Moon, Moon texts me going, Tommy records you've cancelled Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting both messages at once. I'm getting at the same time again from Daslai going, yeah, Marty's cancelled. And from Moon going, he's on for four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I had me Tommy's confused. <laughs> and yeah, I you, thought I'd committed to do it. I got my dates and my names <laughs> mixed up. That's right. I thought I'd committed to two different things. And so yeah. I was orchestrating the whole thing and I explained it to Carl and I got back <laughs> yeah. this uh, text. <laughs> Clut fuck. <laughs> <laughs> clusterfuck, I believe. That. Sorry, clusterfuck. 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 But what is gearing up for a comeback? Great, great. Twenty sixteen's my year. Great. Do you know? I, I reckon that if I would give you one bit of advice, uh, you can never go back to where you start. No, where that's you right. Stopped with stand up. Exactly. It actually moves quite quickly, uh, and language and nuance and kind of like. And I stopped in an awful references. place. You know, when you're when you're tired. You're sick of the jokes you were doing, the comic that you were. So you when, was stop your on last, a, when was your last gig? On a when high. You you didn't... When I really stopped would have been probably early 2000s. Right. Yeah. Okay. I've done a couple of things since then, but nothing like working as a comic. Mm-hmm. After how long? Ten years. Ten years. And but it's towards not long the end, in, in context now, is it? No, it's not. And but towards the end of that ten years, I didn't like the comic that I was. So I've got to move, as you say. Through and past that, and and find it. Oh, you got to start from now. Yeah, exactly. But I agree. I've seen, I've I agree seen... with what you say, Moon. Because yeah. we in comedy, I always hear a lot of people go, "Oh, you should have seen this guy. This oh. guy, he doesn't do it anymore. This guy was amazing." And then you'll mm. come back, and you go, "Oh, that guy's shit." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's doing whatever he was doing ten years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Marty, my advice to you would be. Try as hard as you can. Go into state. Get six months under your belt without yeah. Carl Chandler seeing you. Yeah. If you have a rocky first one back and this guy's in the room, you're going to fucking know about it. Well, Tom Gleeson told me it would take three years to get back up to the top of your game. Uh, and I felt like that's about right. To right. be really back up and motoring as a proper comic. But you're I, being I funny it, every day. Live yeah, on but radio. it's not. It's not like carving a career out of working in front of a live audience. Right. Yeah, They're true. very different beasts. Right. I can afford to be engaging at times and charming. Sure, but that's not going to cut you any slack when can you're staring you some, in, into four hundred faces. Can I give you some? Cut. Can yeah. I give you some current ideas <laughs> mm. that I don't want to use mm. that you could use upon go. your turn? Oh, gift. Okay. So oh, the, here you go. Why don't you use this? <laughs> so the the little black box that they have on the plane. Yeah. yeah. Why don't they just make the whole plane out of that material? Mm. Good. There you go. Good gear. Very good. That's good. I'll, put yeah. use that. I'll, I'll lock that one away. No, I think you should actually use that, Tommy. Oh, really? I think you should keep that one. Really? That's very I like going to hotels because the little soap mm. makes you feel like you've got a bigger cock <laughs> when good. you wash your genitals. Yeah. So that's Jeez. why I like staying in hotels. 
That's good stuff. Right. <laughs> Years ago, I stayed in a hotel room and they'd only give you the porn as a sample. But then it was flicking back to Mole Walden doing the Channel 10 News. Oh. So it was porn, Mal, porn, yeah. Mal. Of course, it came when I'm looking at Mal. Yes, there he is. He's back. He's back. He's back. What's this three years bullshit the police is going on about? Hang on, hang on. Uh, You've got to update it to Hitchener. Mal Walden's not on TV anymore. Well, there so you go. Hit- what do you yeah. think about that three year? What do you think about Tommy Gleeson's sort of three year target? Does that yeah, seem about that, that, right? It, it actually moves quite quickly. So, yeah. Um, it's not is there like- much work around now? To get back into, and I'm not meaning to be well, patronising, but I'm a long com- way removed from it now. There's always been, you know, only a couple of comedy clubs where you go along and get paid, yeah, well for a spot, yep. and then there's nights where you can get paid as MC or headliner, same sort of thing, and similar money, isn't it though? Which is criminal. The money has frozen. It's unbelievable for headliners and MCs for a decade. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but then you know. Um, there's a lot of footy, lot more footy club gigs now where you'd be put onto a, mm. a bill by people that love you and then and get trust on that you. little circuit. Get on that little circuit, and then you know corporates once you get your chops up and mm. three years. Yeah, probably a bit more than three years. Because <laughs> mm. mm. they they have seen you on a gala or some TV show being funny, and they they're requesting you by name. Yes, and they're the ones where you. You know, oh, I always felt bad They're about very them. hard. They though. really are because they have a preconceived idea of how yeah. you're going to be when you get there. And you never are that idea for them. No, and there's always someone that's going to be deeply offended by yeah. the fact that you're there because they can't quite wrap their heads around oh, it. One yeah. of, uh, so, friend of the show, Mike Goldstein, who you know, Lawrence, um, just sent me a message before forward an email that he got from a, uh, a, a some form of cancer foundation asking him to do a, a, a gig. Uh, in New South Wales or something. Big brother and up late, Mike Goldstein. <laughs> no, Big brother that's up no. Mike Goldman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cracked Tommy up. No. You're a fucking idiot. No. The voiceover guy from Big Brother wasn't hitting me up today. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Big brother up late's Mike Goldman. Say, I've never seen him do gear. Is he good? No. Mike Goldstein. So he hit me up saying... And um, when you went, you know Mike Goldstein, you were like, yeah... <laughs> Yeah, I love Big Brother up late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawrence to the diary room. I love that guy. <laughs> no, Mike Goldstein. So he he was he was Who hit up by Mike Goldstein. You know him, American. He hosts Big Brother up late. No. American, American comic that lives in Melbourne now. You know him, Mike Goldstein. Why? Tall, tall guy. You know, built guy. You went tall, tall guy. and then you put your arms out yeah. wide. You built, tall fat guy? No. I oh, know, I would say fat. Don't worry about that. I'm more offended at having to explain that he's well built. Um, yeah, he's a well built guy. Jewish guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I walked into that one. <laughs> he's an old watchmaker. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, I know, Mike. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so he just got asked this to do a gig. This should be a new segment every week. <laughs> do you know Mike Goldstein? <laughs> <laughs> he just got asked to do a gig for some uh, cancer institute, and the Who description cares? given was, it was, it's a free gig, <laughs> and you do it, and it's a two-hour gig to do it, to do it, oh, yeah. two hours of comedy, dur- whilst people eat, during dinner. <laughs> That's ludicrous. For free. Ludicrous. Fuck. Fuck it's almost off. too good to be true. <laughs> well, I'll forward your name. If you're into <laughs> yeah, it. get me in. Oh. Yeah, they people... sometimes will drop, you know, will be um, 
say you come on uh, during mains, it's like, no. Nah. No, 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 no. The worst time Everything's to come on. Everything's got to be cleared. Yeah. It's got to finish heading. Really? Mm. Great exposure, though. So, yeah, because... I'm so funny, somebody's going to breathe in mm. half a chop <laughs> and you have a fucking choking scenario on your hands. Do you know the Heinlichten manoeuvre? I did a corporate with a bloke called Matt King many years ago. and I, oh, I, I big Always one, killed Matt King. Oh, mate, he, always. Was on, he was on fire. Always I died killed. like a always. dog. The, the, the noisiest, cutlery, sort of wine-chinking kind of night <laughs> you could imagine in your worst nightmares. And as I'm coming off, Tony Barber was the MC. Oh, wow. And Tony Barber says to me, well done, mate. Strong effort. And I'm like, thanks, Tony. Oh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. And I get back into the green room and I go, Tony thought I was all right. King, King goes, he was in here with me for the whole time, mate. He never saw a minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Tony was the home viewer. <laughs> Tony, Tony just gave me a pep talk. You could see he knew a rattled man when he saw one. <laughs> That's lovely. He'd worked with some nervous oh, contestants my, in his time. I was about 23 wearing an ill-fitting suit at the Hilton. Oh, it was awful. Awful, mate. Awful. Died like a dog. Fleety uh, had recently did a, a corporate and he said, never, never again. Mm. It was just such a major fail. But I remember one corporate he did for the Hawthorne Football Club. And he's a rude boy. And, yeah, he he was also in the ill-fitting grey flannel suit. Oh. And uh, he was meeting um, his wife at the time and myself around at my place. And he came around and he was ashen-faced mm. and he was... Really shocked, and he had a large red wine stain down the front of his suit. Oh. <laughs> and I said, "What happened?" He goes, "It was just awful." Because eh. Fleety probably hasn't got a corporate set, so he's just doing Fleety gear. But he's eh. in a suit Bit stuck to me back. That's <laughs> not <laughs> for the old fleet fans. So uh, yeah, so uh, you know when you kill a prostitute and you're running away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this guy had stood up walked over to the stage and said, you are a disgrace, and thrown his wine on him. Wow. wow. That's outrageous. It is outrageous. It's appalling behaviour. But the room just died down. There's fleet just bullied mm. and left abandoned on the stage. His red wine on just him. pulled the plug then and there. Who was well, it? Alan Joyce throwing it at him? Or <laughs> Lee Matthews. Gary Bacchanara throwing Dermy. it at him. Dermy. No, actually, Dermy's a gentleman. So. Yeah. Getting back slightly quickly to, to Dirty Laundry, one of my favourite moments uh, uh, last year was, so I, I'd never met you, Marty, before That's we started right. Dirty Laundry. Yeah, yeah. And, um, because you're not in the stand-up circles. No. And so, um, Did you say circus? circle or circus? Did you circles. say circle? <laughs> circles. Oh, circles. It sounded like you said circus. Yeah, no, you're not right. in the stand-up circus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, get on the bus. Yeah. We all get in the same tiny little car together and go to You're not in the uh, comedy chat room. (laughs) (laughs) So, what I... Just calling back to stuff that happened before the podcast started. Yeah, great. Great callback. (laughs) So, uh, Marty, no, I didn't know you. I didn't know you before. But first episode comes in. You're on. Been great. You walk into backstage. I'm talking to the head writer that we won't name on the show. Uh, I'm I'm talking to him. You you, You walk in. You walk in and go, oh, great show. Tell you what, great monologue. Who wrote that? Now, that first episode, 
I think there was eight jokes in it. I wrote seven. And he took credit for and it. He, and he said, group effort, mate. I said, group effort. <laughs> group, <laughs> group effort. <laughs> group effort. Is that a group effort? No. Is that's that? seven to one. That's, that's, that's well, weird. Why would you want to bring this story up? Generously, that is podcast. two. <laughs> generously, that is two people. Yeah. I'll be generous and say that was two people that wrote that model. I'll tell you what. Have you orchestrated this whole thing? Get Marty in here. Finally, just tell that fucking story. Good to have you in here, Marty. Coincidentally, we didn't know. I want another uh, until. What's that effort. white stuff I can see all over your jeans? <laughs> Jesus! It clearly, it clearly shat you, and um, rightfully so. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, we've all got those bugbears. Absolutely, and we've all Absolutely. we've all orchestrated a conversation, <laughs> throwing a name up there, and gone. So, uh, is he a good guy? And when other people slag him off, you go, Yeah, well, I tell you what, that cunt did to me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the monologues for that show were always strong, though. It was yeah. one of the season three, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought that was actually one of the, my favourite parts of that show because it then, it then sort of set the bar for the rest of the night. Yeah, and that's always been my great fear about written jokes. Yeah, is you write one bad Ooh. one, you spend six trying to make up for the one everyone's still thinking was fucked. Yeah, yeah. But right. there wasn't a lot of that in that. Like that wasn't the first time that like that monologue was being crafted and shaped. Yeah, yeah. And it was always. It was always strong. Yep. And it's, that's not always the case. Thank Whether you you're watching Thank you for saying all Jimmy the stuff Kimmel I really or... dreamed of you saying when I set this up. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think part of Thank it is... Thank you for saying all the stuff that he says to himself in the mirror every morning. <laughs> I think a, a wise decision by Peter Lawler, the series producer, very early on was to... Um, they had me standing probably for the first four monologues. Yeah, that's then right. Then I would say, welcome to Daily Laundry and Live. They go to a bit desk. of a montage and come back to the desk. And he said, it's not just the, the monologue that is under pressure there and it's not always going to work, but you have to start the show three times. You start with the monologue, mm. then there's this kind of montage of stuff, mm. and then you get back to the panel. Mm, You've got to reset. start again yeah. and then welcome everyone. So he said, why don't you just sit there? Took a lot of pressure off the monologue. Mm. And it worked really well, and for the most part, you know, there's always a clangor, and there's, you know, also good jokes that I slaughtered, um, which is just the way live TV is going to go. Because live TV, you know, the the opening credits come on, and you just think, bang, fuck, I am Mm. not mentally prepared for this. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing knowing full well that you had, but it is that moment, isn't there? Yeah. Where you just go, God, fuck, this could be really awful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is down to me. Yeah. And my back sweated a lot more in the first two series than it did in the third, and that's when I got the impression that maybe things were – I was starting to understand how it worked. Yeah, yeah. Because as the – Good monologue as well. That's probably why. That's probably why. Yeah, it was the writing. I was about to jump in with a call of, can't wait for Carl to take credit for your back not staying anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's because I got you that herbal remedy that shuts down the glands in the back. No, well, actually, Carl, during the third series, had cut the back out of my shirt (laughs) and was behind me licking the sweat off (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and someone else tried to take credit for that, but it was fucking me. You licked him seven times. I know you did. (laughs) Licked him once. (laughs) One episode. I was back there sucking that Moon Man back sweat. <laughs> Can I talk briefly about, because uh, uh, Marty, I've been a, a fan of uh, your work for a very long time, probably before I started comedy, I reckon. Oh. I used to listen to The Shebang on yes. Triple M. Mm. And I, I before I, I, I think I'd properly 
have met you like twice on things I've worked on mm. over the last few years. First time I met you was we did I did an episode of The Librarians. Oh yeah, several years ago yeah. that you were on. Yeah, and I had like a, just a very small role in one episode. You were like a you were like a regular character. No, I just did a cu- I did a one guy on a couple of episodes. Right. I wouldn't say it was a large role, but what it was, was fun. What was your part, Marty? Oh, he was a dodgy guy. I forget mm. what he was. Dodgy real estate dude or. Right. Yeah, you looked dodgy great. dude. Dodgy you looked great in the, in the dodgy suit and the sunnies mm. on top of the head. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. good look. Great stuff. Mm. And so we were sitting around killing time one day and I had bought along a comic book that mm. I was reading. Mm. This is pretty much the first thing you ever said to me. You came up and you said, what are you reading there? And I go, oh, just a comic book. And you go, oh, that's nice. Does your dad know that you read comic books? <laughs> I just met this guy, a guy I really look up to. My dad's been born into this. Yeah, that sounds like me. Something kind of quasi-sexual about it. Does your daddy know that you're reading oh comic books? Shit hurts. So now I wish I had written that. <laughs> there you go. I went along no. to see this band play at the powerhouse in, in Brisbane and a friend of mine was singing with them and she said, come along. Because Nick Cave's drummer is playing with the band, and you know, and uh, Rob Harvey and um, a few other guys, it's like you know, all together, and uh, you know, we'll go and party afterwards. So I went and saw the gig, and it was great. And I get into, I go backstage, and then we're getting into a lift to go to someone's hotel room, and I'm there, and can't remember the name of the drummer. It's not like the drummer of the Bad Seeds now. He's a German or Austrian guy. And he's standing behind me and I've got this um, kind of like camouflage military jacket on, but it's got studs in the back mm. and a bit of a flag thing on the side. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, I had one of those jackets once. And I said, oh, did you? And he goes, yes, when I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Then there's just a silence in the lift, and he just laughed oh. to himself. Well, you've done one of them to me. Have I told? I can't remember if I've you've told this on this show. <laughs> Have I told this on the show about? I probably how... did it the next weekend after that to try and just get the dirt off me. You've just got to pass ago, it on. A couple of years ago, before the night before the comedy festival, there was a gig at Crab Lab, and I w- had been on. And, you know, the night before the festival, you're sitting there going, fuck, is my show any good? Am I fucked? I went on. I had a good set. I walked off going, okay, I feel pretty good about this stuff. I think, I'm gonna, I think you know, this is some good stuff for my show. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I walk <laughs> off. You're there. You've just come in the door. You see me and you go, hey, man, that was great. And I'm like, oh, that felt good. Lawrence Mooney's complimenting me. Everything's going to be all right. And then you follow it in with, for a fucking open mica. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to retell that story every single time you're on the podcast. I would have been doing that ironically. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, But then the other interaction I had with you, Marty, was uh, I was on uh, Dirty Laundry in season two. And I came in with, uh, they got me to bring in three different things that I could, as as wardrobe options to wear on the show. And uh, uh, I had like a blue shirt and the lady was like, "That, that shirt's great. Wear that. Oh, unless, you know... Marty only ever comes in with what he's wearing at the time. So mm. you might have to change because of Marty. And then <laughs> okay. half an hour later she comes in and goes, no good, Marty's wearing blue as well. Oh. You're going to have to change. Wow. <laughs> I win. I big, win in the blue fight. Big dogs. Because sometimes you would come in in like uh, a cable knit <laughs> crew neck jumper that looked like it had just come straight off the deck of <laughs> The Most Dangerous Catch. <laughs> <laughs> Series 2. 
And they'd say, um, so Marty, what are you wearing on the show? It's like, this, mate. <laughs> this is and it. And just a, like a dark green cable. And it's like, what about a collar? Or, nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> so it's like, and, and here they all are. Well, oh, Marty, what are you? <laughs> I think that was the night you told me I covers the ghost from the ghost of Mrs. Muir. <laughs> Gee, who wrote that one, I wonder? Oh, Anyone in this room want to put their hand up? That is an for old that great joke? reference. That's, a, that's too old for me, unfortunately. <laughs> but there's always jokes coming from the writers' room, which was very handy to have what you, they referred to as in your back pocket. Pocket jokes. Pocket, pocket yeah. gags. Pocket yeah. gags. But it was, yeah. sometimes you would have one, and it might strike you as a little bit cornball, a little bit obvious. Not mine. But... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you don't are you, so defensive. Don't you reckon? But then, in the got... right moment, just to say it, boom! It just don't you reckon if you've got one of those in your pocket, your pocket joke, that then that's all you think about? Do you find your mind just wandering to your pocket joke, and then you can't clear your mind to actually no, move away from it? I would sometimes forget them altogether, and then the moment would present itself, and it would just slide straight oh, in there. Me pocket joke. Oh. <laughs> Because you, I reckon you, out of everyone I know, I reckon, uh, without knowing for sure, I reckon you've got the best memory of anyone I know. Because I think you're remarkably good. Whenever you meet someone, well, I well, <laughs> well, let, let's tell, we'll tell the whole story. Okay, sure, but, sure. but I'm always, I always notice when you meet people, when you you use your, their name all the time, and I'm a coward with names. I never use anyone's name because I don't know anyone. But you, you remember everyone. And the times when I forget somebody's name become these amazing kind of like legendary stories of you forgot that person's name because it sticks out like dog's balls. Like Jimmy James Eaton one night, I was introducing him at Spleen. He was the final act on Jimmy James Eaton. I've known the guy. I've met him a number of times and... I go, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for your final act. His name just fucks off yeah. out of my mind. And you can't think of All it. I can remember is Jimmy. Yeah. So I just go, please welcome to the stage. And, and, you, and you, no, you start to, I could see you start to buy time. And he's like, and you're going, oh, I'll give myself 10 seconds yeah. to figure out what his name is. Yeah, you're so like, you start, this guy, yeah. this guy's from Perth. He's a legend. He's so great. <laughs> and then you start doing this, like going, come on, crowd, start applauding. Come start on, applauding. come on, come, come on. The thing. If there's enough noise, I can just mumble everything yeah. and no one will hear anyway. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. And go crazy. Everyone go crazy. This guy's a legend. Ah, ah, give it up for a Jimmy. <laughs> no, I believe it was Jimmy. I believe it was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. So it's Jimmy, just yeah. stuck. So it's like, then, there he is, it's Jimmy. So there's, there's twelve. So everyone's applauding. Uh, there's twelve comics up the back, losing their mind, knowing exactly what's happened. And then even even Jimmy, he's come on stage and opened with. Lawrence doesn't know my name. Oh. <laughs> when clearly so, you do. Well, I did and I forgot it. And mm. so when I don't know somebody's name or can't call it to mind, I'll be very happy to say, I'm sorry, mm. I've forgotten your name, which happened this evening. Yes, in coming the reception in here. here. Coming in uh, here. We're, we're recording. We're said, ac- I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. She goes, We've met on a number of occasions. <laughs> oh, come on, just tell me your name. We're, we're, we're recording it at Marty's workplace, so we did have to go mm. through reception. We were met at reception by the receptionist. Mm. Lawrence has put his cards on the table. I'm sorry, put the apology out. It was not and treated. Then, well. I did the dad joke of 
we've met on a number of occasions. What a funny name. She goes, well, you won't forget that one, will you? <laughs> so double slap. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Who was that? Ash. Ash, yeah, yeah, right. You don't know her name either. <laughs> <laughs> the receptionist is that your work? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> no, I, I thought it was someone else out there. Because they have a, a rotating roster of receptionists throughout the day. No, I, I it's a that, hot desk situation. <laughs> I did think someone else was meeting you. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Lauren. No, uh, she didn't meet us. But it, no, we said the receptionist. Yeah. Uh, I just can't believe people who pull the weave met because everyone you've been on the other side of that oh, of course you've been on the other side of it Everyone's you know how forgotten shit it is a name yeah. it's, i would never do that to someone no 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 i've never done that i've never gone I've, and in fact if i see the fear i always go lawrence yes, lawrence yeah, yeah. and i go yeah i know mm, mate it's yeah. like it's cool it's like yep my fear of them not knowing my name is greater than yes, their fear yes. of not remembering my name right i'd rather get the hand straight out and say marty shugo mate how you going yeah, yeah. And just fucking bang. Yeah, because I, I don't want to put up with their discomfiture. No. And yeah. their weirdness and, you know, their need to, listen, mate, I'm just going to go into the toilet. Yeah. Mm. It's like, don't, you don't need to piss. You just can't remember. Well, how do you think I felt when I got that text saying, sorry, Tommy Little, I've got to pull out of your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I never attached Little to it. I just didn't know my Tommies. <laughs> There's so many Toms and Tommies in comedy, though. Uh, There's heaps. Too many, mate. It's the new Dave. Well, how do you think well, I felt when Lawrence texted me saying, sorry, Ash, I don't want to do your podcast. <laughs> Because I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carl Williams. <laughs> hey, so this is what I was uh, bringing up at the very oh, start at of the, the very episode. top yeah. of the episode. So this man next to us here, uh, we did a podcast on Sunday night. Uh, Carl got a fine on the way over for being on his phone. Four hundred and eighty dollars. Four eighty. Wow. Four points. Four hundred and eighty bucks. And you had it up to your ear? No, I had it in the old uh, dictaphone position. I had it oh, like, right, okay. the old yeah. dictaphone position. Oh, like he's that. doing an act yeah. out like that. Just talking into the top of Just it. Just talking into the top of it on speakerphone. One so hand on the it. wheel. Yeah, one hand on the wheel, straight ahead. Motorcycle yep. cop. No, Car. big A-team van sort of thing. Like like the van from the A-team. It was, they were undercover. It was right. weird. Oh, yeah. like one of those, uh, they call them the response vans with yeah. the sliding door on the side. Yeah, yeah. It was like a three-car operation for uh, Chando on the phone. Right. And they made him pay cash. I don't think this was really the cost. It what wasn't cash. <laughs> it was not cash. 480 is steep, isn't it? It 480. is. 480. It Jesus is remarkable. Christ. Well, a fine, I suppose, should act as a deterrent. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Would Look. it? Yeah, but you it know, so does a, you, you won't change. Hey, I was tempted to do it on the way over, and I didn't because I just thought, yeah, Man. that'll last. I'll give you one more week before you're back. Hey, look now, you are, if someone had to say someone who's on their phone too much in the car yeah. everywhere, it oh, is Tommy Dasso. Yeah, I'll cop to it. Yeah, yeah, I've been fine. I said this last week. I've been fine before. Didn't change me. Changed yeah. me for a week, and right. then I was back. You know what I reckon? That's what I'm saying. Same thing will happen to you. Than holding your phone, and I see it so much on the road. I'm in Ubers because I've. Lost my license for speeding and all other fucking crimes against road rules. But I see a car just wandering all over the road and the fucking idiots watching the sat nav. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're not even looking out, they're just looking at mm. the sat nav. Mm. I do wonder about that. <clears throat> yeah, that's. It, and then that yeah. should not be in a cradle, not only in your peripheral vision, like right in your vision. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that off. Learn the r- where to go. Uh. Open a Melways. 
that's the name of a street directory. <laughs> or have a look at your phone beforehand, work out the thing, but there should be no cradles in view of the driver. Fuck, no, what about s- when it was a Melways and you'd have it in your lap? Yeah. And you'd have yeah, it on yeah, the yeah. passenger yeah. seat. But also, you'd have it on the wheel. You'd have it on the wheel. <laughs> But if it wasn't in the direction that you needed to go, you'd have it upside down so you could be going up the road going, okay. Okay, I'm going up the right road. <laughs> was there a rule back then about – like because there's no, obviously a rule about the phone. No, and that's a fucking huge bull. Yeah. It's a massive bull. It completely bull. obscures your vision. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't – oh, there's mate, no pull dog. over. You've got your finger on one hand kind of like charting oh, your course. It's a nightmare. Along. Yeah. What yeah, yeah. The, yeah, can you, you couldn't get fine. It was like, you Until know – Until recently – uh, you know, drink driving laws meant being over the limit for alcohol. Mm. The driver could have a beer driving along. They they finished that at the end of 2011. Can't have an open Can't have an, beer an open in the car. Drink in the car. Well, the driver, the passengers can drink as opposed to America. You, where you feel like can. you feel like a man that that is constantly updating exactly what you can get away with in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and the old. You're smoking a joint and the cops pull you over. It's like, fuck Shit. it. <laughs> oh, this is going to be awful. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Is that illegal now as well? <laughs> Jesus joint Christ. Joint in there. <laughs> <laughs> Where will the cops stop? What else is illegal? Uh, Fucking nanny Do you realise what you did? <laughs> I will no tomorrow. Idea. <laughs> no idea. Being unconscious for about twenty k's, mate. You know, what you don't I'm see anymore the cars with the little TV screen in the in the center console. That was like a big thing, oh. sort of like late nineties, and then it feels like people went, "Hang on a minute, yeah, this is fucked. Yeah, yeah. this is so unsafe." What were we thinking? But you yeah. just see kids now watching screens out the back of their you know parents' heads in mm. TVs. In the headrest. Yeah. Do you remember? You know. We went for drives as children. But for, for days, mate. For, for days. days. And you were just like, oh, I'm tired. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Shut the or fuck dad, up. Dad trying to work the best angle to belt you between the two seats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. God, he could get some power into that arm. Get some real purchase. At a crazy Or angle. the indiscriminate yeah. one where you, he'd hit the kid that wasn't doing anything. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, that's unfair. <laughs> I'll be all in a minute. <laughs> yeah, and the children were, turned uh, out so well. Bring it back, yeah. I say. Uh, <laughs> you know, the idea that parents hit children. Yeah. As a parent with two girls, it would never enter my mind. Mm. Um, but, geez, mum and dad used to honk into us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off the run-up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> mum's big We don't play finish was... this podcast until someone starts crying, Marty, so <laughs> Mum's we'll get big going. play was the middle of your back if you didn't have a shirt on with the Ooh. open hand yeah. slap. Oh. <laughs> oh. That bit of midsummer sunburn there is like. Ooh. She threw her car keys at my brother once, and she had one of Fuck. those terrariums for plants that grow inside the glass terrarium, and it, <laughs> she missed him and smashed her own terrarium with her own car keys, <laughs> and then just unloaded on him because <laughs> she'd smashed the terrarium. Oh. oh, that was one of the great buildings. Did you get, did you get belted? Yeah, did you cop it. Yeah, 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 I got belted, but like fair enough, in the you country. know. Yeah, what a, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. a borrowed horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I do remember, though. I remember the day that my dad smacked me uh, for the last time. Mm. Because, cause <laughs> it, like, you know that thing where you... This is it. This is the final no, one, son. No, 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 Was no, it no, after no. the 200th episode of the podcast? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! That was quite an ep. <laughs> that was a live ep, yeah. Um, no, I do remember, I remember like getting to an age where he, he, he smacked me and I went... And I just remember taking it and then standing up and going... All right, that'll do for you, Dad. <laughs> that's that's it now. 
That's your last one. Oh, right? Wow. Yeah. What and what kind of piss week that is he where he goes, Okay, son. No, 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 he was like I think he he just had a moment where he realized how old I was and went Yeah. yeah. Right. Fair call. Okay. Yeah, no how, dads how want to take you? it outside. Oh, I don't nah. know. I I I reckon I would have been just early teens or something like that and just went, No, I don't reckon this is gonna be legal much longer, Dad. I reckon right. that's it. I used to cop the wooden spoon. Oh yeah. That was brutal. Mm. Right from Carl. I, no, I, <laughs> I, rec- I, I reckon. Wish. I reckon you wouldn't have got much because you're the only child. I reckon no, no, you would have got, got. I got plenty. Yeah, yeah, I got plenty. Oh, hang on. What'd you Jesus. get? The wooden spoon full of fucking soup in your mouth. No. <laughs> oh no, I got the Dad silver used to spoon. Stick it up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's different. <laughs> spoon end or? But you're and you're and the and only child. Yeah. You had cancer when you were a kid. Yeah. I reckon you were still flirting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I oh, just everyone use this line on you. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I reckon you were looked you after. You were, you were Molly Colwell. I don't reckon you ever I, got punished in your life. I was, but I did still get. I got many beltings with the wooden spoon. Really? But then I one day I was not in the cancer years though. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. <laughs> but then one day I realised when you wanted it most. <laughs> To break up the routine. <laughs> Belt the disease out of me, please. <laughs> Can't hit him when he's got cancer. He'll bruise up too easily. <laughs> Ronald McDonald's coming into his house going, what the fuck are you beating the cancer kids for? It's the fucking Hamburglar. <laughs> Get this out. cunt looks like Grimace. It's so bruised. <laughs> Cut the bald kid some slack. <laughs> I remember one day just going, hang on a minute. It's just in the kitchen cupboard. I'll just go and get it. Oh. So I went and like racked. I like went and took it and yeah. hid it under my bed. Oh. And then I just started carrying on and dad's like, fuck, and this is it. And he goes <laughs> to the drawer and he's like, where the fuck's the wooden spoon? I'm like, yeah, you're mm. done, old man. Because I, I think it was like, now it's just like not cool. I think I was like the generation just before it was like, we can't lay a hand on them. Yeah. We've got to, if, if there's an implement involved, like a third party, mm. then that's, you know, mm. then that's okay. And now it's just. Now it's just nothing. Yeah. Now it's just mental abuse, right. I reckon. Yeah. It's just deep. But this generation are going to be fucked because it's all yeah. mental, oh, psychological, psychological shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're already fucked, this generation. <laughs> I have of... great faith in, in this generation. Really? Yeah. I do. Same, really. I think they're very savvy and I think they are too. Far yeah, more so than we were. <clears throat> very mature, very quickly. Mm. The great unload in our family was a hot day and we'd been tormenting mum. And somebody whinged about something. And we were sitting down at the kitchen table and there was this mountain of salad rolls that she just made. And she picked up one and just hurled it at my brother. <laughs> and it hit him right in the kisser. And he's got... Bit of mayo on the jerk. Mayo, <laughs> tomato stuck to his forehead. There's lettuce in his hair. <laughs> and the other two brothers, me and Steve, just started piercing ourselves laughing and it just drove her mental and she's just pounding him with salad rolls <laughs> until that plate was empty and then she just ran off crying. Oh, she lost her mind. We, we were in hysterics. <laughs> just laughing our heads off. She would have been able to hear us. Oh. The old man comes into the kitchen, he sees it all, he goes, Put them back together. <laughs> so we're peeling ingredients off the floor, off the wall, making oh, these nah. shitty makeshift salad rolls. Well, that's the woman he loves. Yeah. That's what you always forget about your parents. <laughs> <laughs> when you disrespect one of them in front of the other one, oh, you yeah. forget that their relationship was the first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awful thing <laughs> to forget when your mum's run down the other yeah. end of the house crying and he's had to come in and make you make the salad but it was always my job. It's like, and then he'd say, mm. go and get, make sure make she's okay. okay. Yeah. So little Larry would go in there and go, hey, Mum, <laughs> we're really sorry. Come back out. And she'd, <laughs> say, and she'd say something deeply mental like, I want to go back to England. <laughs> 
We'll take the fucking rolls with you. Fucking hell, you're crazy. I want to go back to England. You, you live in Bayswater. I've got no cash. Yeah. <laughs> now come and have a roll. Yeah, God. Well, I wanted to follow up on this because you got the $480 yes. fine and you were saying last week that you were trying to... Uh, this what is, is it? Undo the fine by making a list. This is my this is my idea, and and I figured that a lot of people do this, but I was going to be the one person to follow through. I got that four eighty dollar fine that I figure I'm paying the cops. This this is stinging. It's not like I've just lost mm. five hundred bucks. Paying I'm, the state. Yeah, I'm paying it to them. Mm. Um, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I get this back somehow. I'm going to earn. I'm going to blow up Parliament House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to make. I started a list where I went right. I'm going to now shave, uh, I'm going to stop all unnecessary things and I'm going to keep a little list to make sure I get this 500 bucks back. Good idea. So What's gonna, on the list? So well, you've, this is, drawn, you've drawn up a budget for the first time in your life. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what I've done is like... Well done, Scott Morrison. Yeah. Well, I was coming from indoor soccer to Tommy's house. Now, usually yeah. I was... Well, indoor soccer's the first to go. Well, <laughs> it already happened. Done. It already happened. <laughs> so I was on the way to his place and I usually get a Coke. So I was like, $4. I'm $4 off. Bang. There bang. you go. Put there's, it on the list. There's oh, four... Sorry. There's Austerity measures. Four seventy four to go. Like mm. You know, sort of like that. So I've kept seventy six, idiot. Okay, all right, all right. Sorry for. <laughs> let me have that two bucks. <laughs> Fucking hell. The sha- the shaving. Shaving. You're, you're pretty. You, I've shaved. Are you a generally a close shave man? Because razors cost oh. an absolute fortune. No, I'm pretty lazy with it. So this is actually a rare shave. Okay. Okay. Fuck all razors right. off, mate. You'd make it in a week. Yeah, yeah they're right, incredibly right. well, expensive. I'll, I'll take that on board. Can't help but note that you've gotten a haircut since I've seen you last. I know, but I need. That's a need. That's something I was overdue. So what I've got. My so three list. visits to the rub and tug, <laughs> <laughs> and you're back. There's yeah. 240. <laughs> no, I've just getting had to your, getting your jokes that got up on dirty laundry framed and. <laughs> In your house, <laughs> back a bit. It's like snakes and ladders, isn't it? This yeah. game. So, <laughs> so I've done that so far. I, I, I'm proud to say I'm up to forty eight dollars. I'm, 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 I'm. What away. other austerity measures have you well, put in place? What was there? I, well, basically, I didn't eat dinner that night. I went. You <laughs> yeah, know what? Straight up. Didn't. You know what? I'm only going to go to bed in an hour. Fuck that. I don't need energy to go to sleep. Well, there's dinner. So there's. There was a hamburger I was going to eat or something. Yeah, I yeah. saved myself uh, twelve bucks ninety nine today, and I also broke a long. Oh, what'd you do wrong? Long term habit. Now I went into the news agency because I love Vanity Fair magazine. Yeah, and I always buy it. It's Great mag for the last twenty two years. Is so, that right? Yep, since nineteen ninety four. What? And today's the first day you didn't buy it. Do you know what? I went in and I went, Jennifer Garner's on the cover. Mm, not one of your favourites. Who the fuck is Jennifer Garner? <laughs> mm. Seriously, mm. what's your favourite Jennifer Garner movie? Ooh. Look, I couldn't tell good, you. Good story. Or you know TV. What? You know what? I'm not going to buy that either. There you go. There's another twelve bucks. There's Bang. another twelve ninety nine. Actually, but yeah, now, now I, no offence to Jennifer and her family, but who the fuck <laughs> are the Garners and their daughter for Jennifer? Like for me, it's always been that like who's on the cover of Vanity Fair. In fact, this month it's Amy Schumer, and I want to buy it. Mm. But there's the you know the back catalogue one or the back month that you've Still missed. Still there, yeah. Cheaper, but mm. Jennifer Garner. No, Tommy, can you help me with Jennifer? I, yeah, I know <laughs> she was name. married to she was married to Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. You've yeah. got to know that you're yeah. on commercial Jesus. radio. That yeah. just puts her stocks down. Further, yeah, mate. She's not a heavy worker. I think she looked after the kids for a chunk of time. Yeah, okay. So, so they've put a a a, a nice mum. She the might, front yeah. of, she might be gearing host... up for the comeback, mate. Yeah. Didn't you host a show about celebrity? <laughs> Shouldn't you know who she is? 
Where well, was sack, you, where I got was sacked right- last week, Tommy. It where- got axed. <laughs> where was your writer on that one? Yeah. <laughs> Where's your Jennifer Garner jokes, Carl? <laughs> hey, I'm busy being frugal over here now. Do you know what Jennifer Garner's problem is? She hasn't had a sex tape. She hasn't had a, a mm. cocaine meltdown. Yeah. She's just probably been doing her work that, and they, you know, movies that I don't go and see, like fucking inception or <laughs> but we are inundated with the same sort of 40 50 people mm. yes once you move outside that and you realize people are having private lives and fantastically successful careers it's so refreshing now you think nice. you know i don't reckon i've ever seen a photo of daniel day lewis right yeah <laughs> You know, up, until Kevin Spacey got wanked in Centennial Park, I'd never seen a photo of him. Who wanked him? Was that a, a bloke? What? You don't remember that photo? No. He was out here, and uh, look, it's only been alleged. I certainly couldn't confirm it. Really, <laughs> can we just stop for a minute? I've got to go for a piss. I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> yeah. And, and at my age, it all of a sudden comes on very quickly. We're getting really close to wrapping this up. Can you hold on for. Like, like. I ignore the signs for a time and then my prostate's like, we can't hold this back, buddy. You, you are going to piss you go your pants. And we'll talk shit about you while you're yeah, gone. You Honestly, go and they'll the wrap toilet? me up the down and left, mate. Right. Then oh. left again through a door. Okay. And then on your. Blokes in their 50s, they. <coughs> blokes in their 50s, you stand beside them at the toilet and they go, oh, like they're coming. That's what it's like. Take your first left and then left again. All right, Marty, now that he's gone, yeah. what's the worst thing you know about life? Oh, Give so us the dirt. Right. Dish the dirt out. I, couldn't de- I couldn't tell you the worst thing I know. There's oh. oh. too many things. on this podcast, so we really need <laughs> no, some dirt on it. No, no one knows any much. bad stories about Lawrence. Can we just get one? Yeah, it is, no. it is refreshing, though, isn't it, when celebrities have a private life? Yeah. It yeah. really is. I like it. I love it. Lawrence, Lawrence is not... Not scared. He's a he's a not scared individual. No. Like 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 you're in the same position as him, where I can feel that like he did Dirty Laundry Live. You're on the radio. I feel like you guys are both both been made against your will to get into celebritydom and yeah. gossip columns and stuff like that. Both of yeah. you seem like that would be the last thing on your list. I to, say to no to a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, for the right reasons. Right, because I I don't want. I've never courted that kind of career for myself. Yeah. I've only ever wanted to do the bare minimum anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's my personality. Is, yep. If you get a caller that you don't like, yeah. you just kind of fade them out, right? Yeah, that's right. That's what we're sort of doing with this on Twitter. Like, we have we have a lot of ratbag fans who like to harass us. Just who, get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do it. Yeah. Some guy, what was it? Some guy said, some guy said on Twitter the other day, like, had a, had a little crack at me, was like, oh, listening to Dum Dum makes, myself, makes me feel better about myself. Anytime I make a dumb decision... I think, oh, well, at least I don't look as bad as at Dasselo. Oh, fuck. Right? See, so I, that's the sort of shit I don't have to put up yeah. with. But these are the people that, that, that are our fans, that but are then our listeners. I go onto his page and he had like a neck tattoo mm. that was like a tribute to his dead friend. Oh, God. <laughs> and so I say to Carl, I send him the tweet and I go, should I fucking go this guy? And you go, yeah, do it. Yeah. Fucking go him. And so I write back and go, was... One of your bad decisions, getting that fucking shit neck tattoo. <laughs> and I send that to you, Carl, yeah. and you go, fucking hell. <laughs> like, wow, even Chandler thinks it's too I much. I know, because I'm the first one to go, go kill yourself <laughs> yeah. and then kill yourself again. Yeah, yeah. But he, to be fair, I'd send but it But not thinking, his RIP made on his <laughs> yeah, neck. Yeah. I sent it thinking, man, he's going to, here we go, I'm going to be in it. Because it'll be that classic. It'll go forever. Someone has a bit of a, a crack and then you have a crack back and they yeah. feel sad. Yeah. He, co- he was cool with it. He yeah. was like, yeah, good one, man. Yeah. You're fucked and balding. I'm like, okay, cool. This has been a fun interaction. Yeah. Moon's yeah. back. Oh. You're 
fucked and balled. Did you find it all right? Yeah, it just came out like a fire hose. Yeah. And as I came back, I walked past Marty Sheargold's office yeah. here at Nova FM, and uh, you can go in there to see the Prince's die plate. Yeah. Is it still there? Commemorative plate, 1981. The People's Princess. Mm, which certainly was. I have to say yeah. that we are in a radio station using our own equipment. We're not. We're mm. not using any of the radio equipment. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is very weird. There's all these recording studios, and we're sitting in on a table with our own shitty mics. I just like that you've got your own mics. Yeah, I think it's great. It's pretty good. Yeah, we're growing. Pretty handy, that's for sure. Mm. We're big boys now. What's hey, one of these cost? Oh man, we bought it. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for a sure. What's a sure cost? Mic? 100 bucks? Like, 80, 80, 100? I think these were like 80 each. Oh, yeah. They're giving them away. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. giving them away. 50. What about a Sennheiser? Do, 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 do top end comics take their own mic? No. No, no you just turn no, up. No, no. You just turn up. It's not cost. You wouldn't Sandlins. give it to the sand, sound guy and go, mate, just plug that Fuck, one in for what me. What was going on in the early 2000s when you dropped yeah. it? Do you know who I does? I saw do Will that. Anderson once do a show and it looked With like. a golden he, microphone. No, but it looked like at least he had his own stand. It was like a stand that he was working a thing on that let him put it up and down quickly. Oh, yeah, the, the hand release stand. Yeah, They're and good. I thought, They're I wonder good. if that's his. I, I no, may have told this before, but. I don't I, think anyone would survive that. Reputationally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they turned up with their own yeah. mic stand. Old mate's brought his mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do like, you know, the round base as opposed to the legs. The oh, legs yeah. just yeah. a sheer. Make sure. that your thing mm. when you come back, Marty. Bring only, your own, I, only, carpet that you're going to lay down on the stage. Yeah. UMI style. <laughs> mm. Just have a frontman rug. <laughs> <laughs> Put that down for me, Phil. Oh, is that a thing? Oh well, lots of bands have their own rugs. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring your own rugs as a band. They'll lay their own rugs out. I like it. Uh, you know, we think that comics are weird. Fucking, we got nothing on musos. Yeah. Mm. yeah. As if I'm going to ever stand in a lift after a great gig and hang shit on a guy's coat. <laughs> <laughs> Good coat for a fucking open mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so seriously, got, they're odd. What's on the list? What do you got that's... On my soft 48 bucks. On my chipped off. Oh, man, I don't have... Uh, it's literally on my coffee table home, but it's like... Is it just you haven't had dinner since... No. no just no. imagine if you were single and you just stopped buying condoms and yeah. every time you just rolled the dice with some unsafe sex, you go, yeah, yeah. that's another dollar off. No, you know with what? the potential of just getting a horrible lethal disease or lifelong venereal disease. It's like, yeah, fuck you, pigs. Ooh, yeah. It's like, have you had sex with Carl Chandler lately? Yeah. Every time he blows he just like screams out fuck you pigs it's really misogynist <laughs> my, my, my girlfriend did ring me from a homeware store last night and went oh i saw these four beer glasses no! beer glasses that you'd really like would you like me to get them for you and i went yes hang on no yes 15 dollars. there yes. you go there you wow go. she's doing everything she can to avoid being in the house with you just going around <laughs> homeware stores late at night uh, so the, yeah, so I'm 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 doing my best. I'm going to get to 480. I'm going yeah. to make know, this back. Another way to deal with it, and I do this with parking fines when I was able to drive, was I take that <laughs> dollar amount and I just immediately think, well, what's the state going to do with it? That I would like the state to do with it, you know, new piece of playground equipment or a tree or you know, you know, Meals on Wheels for old people. So you just com- convert oh. that dollar amount into something, and it's a nice kind of like positive visualisation and you let it go a lot quicker. So that $480. Yeah, yeah. you want that to go to? Oh. You know, like a... Bring uh, back dirty laundry so you can have more great Yeah, to the to ABC. The ABC, <laughs> yeah. definitely. It's state-based revenue, though, the cops. So, oh, Frank yeah. to buy a new oven for well, his Frank's pie. I don't know Get if that... Get the state involved in that. I don't that. know if that works. Um, but what did stick with me when, when I got the fine was, 
um, I got pulled over by one guy, and it was his three-car operation. And then when uh, uh, they finally came up to me for the last time, it was a different cop that came up to me. And I'm driving in my car, which is you know an older sort of car, and he comes up and gives me the fine and goes, look, mate, you can't afford too many more of these. Oh, <laughs> he spotted you, mate. Fuck. He spotted you. Oh. Maybe he wasn't talking about your car. Maybe he'd seen your stand-up. <laughs> 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 well, you hadn't seen the Dirty Laundry opening monologue, that's for sure. Boom. Oh. Oh. Hey, uh, we should wrap this up. That brings us to the end of a little Dum Dum Club for another week. Lawrence Mooney, Marty Shegold, thank you so much for joining us. Tommy Carr. Marty, lovely to have you on lovely the Dum Dum. Yeah. It's just like your normal radio show without any of the It's payment. not far removed and we never had <laughs> to play guys... Justin Bieber, so <laughs> right. tick that box. You guys have got a, a parting kind of like tableau that you do and it's nice to be involved in that do you want to explain oh, yeah, to marty what happens yeah. okay we should when we when this is all done at mm. the end we all say we all say see you mates like that see you mate. it feels really good when everyone does it yeah, yeah. it's yeah. A, it's a really good app i feel when everyone joins in yeah. so yeah. we can okay. try that so that's mm. coming up uh after this, Lawrence, what have you got to plug? You're doing return runs of your show, so Moon Man. I am, uh, and they are available. Tickets are available through alist.com.au. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all Where are you the, playing? the capitals and uh, major regionals, so have a look. And also, um, the comedy the pilot, pilot mm. Moon Man. If this is post June the 1st, check it out on iView on abc.net.au. That's yes. today when this goes up. Right, on yep. June the 1st. Yeah. Well, watch it tonight on the telly. So right. the ratings pump up, then go to iView and vote for it because one of those six And if that's actually happening, is it one of those six pilots will is go going to series. to series? Well, the ABC's an arbitrary beast, Marty, so maybe none of them, well, maybe was, one, maybe all of them. I, Who knows? I didn't appreciate that that was the pilot you'd made recently. Yeah. Yeah, right. I thought it was something that they'd dusted off from some time back. Yeah, it made it at the end of last year. And so have they all made them? Was Eddie Perfect's made reasonably recently? Yeah, they were all made recently, yeah. Because the way it's been funded is through uh, the ABC and Film Victoria. And Film Victoria insist. And (laughs) your would would go to Film Victoria. That's $480 to, you know, pay a soundo for Mm. an hour. Um, Mine went to props, I think. Yeah. Uh, So... Um, Film Victoria insists on contemporary material that is being made, even down to yep. if they fund an episode, mm-hmm. they need to know that the episode hasn't already been written. Great. So you say to Film Victoria, it hasn't already been written. Then mm. you go to a drawer where it's been it's for been 10 written. years yeah. and you pull it out and you just, <laughs> oh, look what I found. Look, <laughs> yeah, look how quickly written. we did this. It's yeah. never been read. Mm. Yeah, update yeah. the references. You, you, you take the money your... to buy some pot and a couple of pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> He's mugging around. Uh, <laughs> G'day, Film Vic. We love you. Uh, Marty, people can hear Kate, Tim and Marty yes. uh, across the Nova network. Correct. And keep us posted on this grand return to stand-up. You'll be the first to know. Excellent. Correct. Breaking Correct. news on the podcast. Yeah. What are you guys plugging? Some merch? Oh, we got heaps of stuff. We've got oh. the 300th episode coming up, June the 25th. Jeez. Uh, we've got camera. I'm going to be bummed that I'm not going to be there, oh, but leave, I will be. I'll be in uh, Roma. Yeah, Roma. See, um, what a, what a three hundred episodes is an achievement. Yeah, well, is it? I don't know. Oh, I reckon well, it is. I think it is. But you know what? It's a commitment, and plus, I've Absolutely. listened to a it's lot. It's a commitment yes. instead yeah, of an achievement. A, I think. Yes. I think that's the right word. But that, yeah, it's, I and I think that you. It's semantics to say that it's not an achievement, but it's a commitment. Hey, so. and we're selling at. Fuckload of tickets to it so far. So we that's are, an achievement. We are. Should we say your we've live shows are very popular? Where's it on? We have a. F- oh, let's say we've officially moved. By this point, moved we will have. Yeah. yeah, the Croxton Park Hotel. 
Oh, Rock, rock at the Croc. Yeah, we were going to be on at the European Beer Cafe. But you bone that. Sold that Too out small. within a week. Too small. Too small. Good news. Yeah. Now we're in a big-ass band room. Uh, the Croxton Park, newly redone It's in Thornbury. Thornbury. It is. Uh, it's yeah. opposite of BWS, Beer Wine Spirits. Yeah. Yeah. It's got it all That's going on. You know mm. It's actually opposite. It's actually opposite a big uh, fast food park. A big trailer park. Oh, right. Yeah. Great. So it's actually really good for food there. It's good for drinks there. So, um, yeah. It's going to be sick. It's going to be It's, it's going to be huge. Party. We've sold a billion tickets. So. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, July the 10th in Sydney doing our big live three-hour show. And then July 30th in Canberra, we're driving up. Uh, July 10th. In, yes. In Sydney. In Sydney. I'd get back from Italy on July 10th. Oh, where do you fly into? Maybe I should fly into Sydney. Oh, Maybe you yeah. should. Just come in just like nut brown straight <laughs> off the Amalfi Coast. Buongiorno! Come as Here's a fucking ravioli with you. Buongiorno, mates. Like Pavarotti just coming in of the long run. That would be awesome. All right, so that's confirmed. Booked in. Great. And then July 30th in Canberra, we're driving up and back to do a show on the Saturday night there. Uh, we've also got the t-shirts, the hoodies, all that sort of stuff. All of that is available, all that information at littledumdumclub.com. Guys, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mate. I thought it was just see us. So. Oh, should we try it? Okay. Let's try it again. Let's yeah. try it again. Okay, okay. three, sign two, off. one. See, see you, mate. Felt that's, good, right? Yeah, that's, that's like when doves good. cry. <laughs>